Before we get into today's podcast, here is two ways that I can help you out completely for free on how to lose fat forever and do it while enjoying the process. Firstly, book in your free Fat Loss Forever Blueprint call. This is where I'm going to help you map out the next six months completely free. How to eat, how to sleep, how to train, all that stuff. You can do that at andrewmarshamfitness.com forward slash AMF strategy session. Also, link will be in the description. Next, I can give you a free custom meal plan to get the ball rolling with your nutrition. Go to andrewmarshamfitness.com forward slash meal dash plan dash application. Again, link will be in the description. And if you want to know more about our AMF four hour workout week program and where I will help you guarantee you get a life changing result over the next six months and lose fat forever, that's andrewmarshamfitness.com forward slash get dash fit dash fast. Again, linked in the description. Let's get into today's episode. I'm so tired. There's not enough hours in the day. Bullshit excuses. I've got too much to do. I have to work late. I have to run the kids around. The bullshit excuses. I have to get up early tomorrow. They end now. This is fitness for nine to fivers. You work day to day jobs. In fact, you may even have two, and you've been trying to fit in a healthy lifestyle. We have the solution. This is fitness for nine to fivers. And this is Andrew Marsham. So today we're going to be covering how to eat on the go or how to how to stay on track. <laughs> I've got I've started to call well here. How to eat on the go and never go off track. That's what we're trying to do today. So <laughs> let's get into the slides here. Um, everyone see the slides all good. Yep. Yeah. Good stuff, good stuff. Jordan, Jordan, if you can, um, just for the, the Q&A at the end as well, just have a quick scan through, make while I'm, I'm firing through the slides. Um, yeah. As always, if anyone has any questions, feel free to jump in at any time. Um, if there's anything you just want to ask, by all means do so. But what we're going to be covering today, planning for success, making the right choices, what to avoid, and also some big picture and takeaways. And then at the end, we're going to be diving into the AMF resources um, to help. So the things you have specifically. So first and foremost, ultimately it comes down to planning for success. If you're traveling, if you're on the go, if you're someone who is driving about a lot for work, Stephen, for example, who's on the program, um, he's someone who travels literally every once a month, once every two, two weeks even for work. So, you have to think about workarounds. You have to think about ways you can actually combat these problems. It shouldn't be a case of, oh, this is my condition. I can't do anything about it. It's not, oh, I'm busy or I travel a lot, so I can't lose fat. No, it's I busy. I am busy and I travel a lot. How do I still lose fat? So that's what we're going to be touching on today. And again, failing to prepare, prepare to prepare to fail. Such a common saying. But it is so true and so effective. If you're planning your day out or you know, you, know, you know you're going to be away and you're maybe not in control of your choices, then planning is going to be majorly, majorly beneficial. Absolutely key. There's a few steps you can take, of course, depending on your goals as well, to actually set yourself up for success. So first and foremost, 
if you're someone who's on the go, and I, I religiously do this when I'm traveling to for a flight or if I've got, if I've got a long drive somewhere or something like that, I will always fast in the morning because more than likely, what am I going to be doing for the first half of the day? I'm going to be sitting on Mars. <laughs> I'm not going to be doing much. I'm going to be sitting in a car. I'm going to be sitting in a plane, sitting in a bus. What am I doing? I'm not using, I'm not doing anything that's going to require boatloads of energy. I'll have some water, have a coffee, and crack on with my day. And I will generally fast if I'm traveling and looking to lose fat. That's exactly what I do. Second is this kind of plays into it if you're someone who much prefers having a breakfast, pulling back some calories and focusing on protein on the earlier part of the day is another great workaround. So this may be, you know, something like an omelet to start, some boiled eggs, maybe some egg whites, maybe even just a protein shake to get you going through the first half of the day. Um, something like that, again, just to get you ticking over, just so you have some food in your system if you're someone who does really enjoy having a breakfast. Thirdly, preparing portable snacks and options with you. Because what happens when you stop at the services, when you stop at the, you go into WH Smith and you're going to, going to fly, if you're, if you're someone who travels for work trips a lot, we all know what you're getting. <laughs> and I am absolutely no saint. I will go and get the Reese's peanut butter cups and anything else that looks pretty tempting. So again, taking some snacks ahead of time, protein bars, um, some Greek yogurt, maybe something, again, that's maybe a bit more awkward depending on your traveling situation, but just taking some snacks ahead of time, things that will see you through to maybe a meal later in the day, that's what's going to allow you to stay on track. Just taking advantage of a huge portion of your day if you can. Looking ahead, this is a, a kind of a step ahead if you're, you're going to be on the go or in restaurants or Maybe you're, you're going out for a meal, for example, when you're traveling, you're not kind of clued up on what's going to be available. Look at the menu ahead of time. It sounds sounds you know, inconsequential. It sounds like, nah, Andrew, why, I'll just pick what I want when I get there. Listen, <laughs> again, we are human beings. So you have to remember our habits, our nature, we are social. What happens if you're going out with a load of people, for example, and or you're, maybe you're going out with a few colleagues, you want to stay on track, but they all order the burger, or they all order the, the burger and chips, or the fish and chips, or, you know, you insert unhealthy dish here. What do you do? <laughs> that looks and sounds great. I'm having some of that. Whereas if you go in ahead of time when you're in the right mindset, choose a couple of options in the menu, maybe one or two that you think you could have. It, you, you, honestly, this sounds small, but you will be 10 times as likely to actually follow through and make that choice because you already made a commitment before you got there to make a good decision. So do it when you're in a good headspace, not when you're surrounded by people in social pressure. That's why you always end up having more than one beer <laughs> because we all know it doesn't end with one. So it's the very same scenario here. Next one, ensure you stay hydrated. One of the worst things that you can do is allow yourself to become dehydrated when you travel, especially if you're jumping on and off a plane, for example. Um, what you will essentially see here is that hunger and thirst signals get mixed up. I am on a photo shoot prep right now. And I'm a, like a week and a half out from a photo shoot. I'm tired, I'm hungry, I'm lethargic, I'm low in energy, I'm all of these things. 
but I am drinking a boatload of water because it allows the hunger signals to actually be suppressed. So in, in, in this situation, it's not about suppressing your hunger signal. It's more about just not being allowing that to be confused with a thirst signal because they're very similar. Go and drink a pint of water, go for a five minute walk and see if you're still hungry. <laughs> more often than not, it's not the case. It's all in your head. And then an increasing activity at the other side of the day out. So, for example, if, you, if, you, if you're, sorry, this, the other side of the day, sorry. So increasing the activity the other side of the day. So, for example, if you are, you know, traveling in the morning, then you're trying to maybe be a little more active at night or vice versa. So making the right choices. When it comes to, to, to actually looking ahead and preparing ahead, but also look for something select you can maybe eat out or on the go. So here is some, some very easy, low-cal snacks, portable, healthy, going to be high in protein, going to keep you on track. Protein bars, number one. I take a protein bar literally everywhere I go from travel. There's at least five in my bag. <laughs> Even if I'm only going for a few days, because I know if worst, worst comes to worst, that I can actually... Um, Grab some protein, grab something convenient, and stay relatively on track. And if you get a decent protein bar, it'll crave you, it'll you know, curb the curb the, the appetite a little bit. It's in a sweet tooth as well. Next one, shakes. Protein shakes. I will literally throw some protein powder into a shaker and I'm good to go. That's it. I have a protein shake, I have something portable, I have it there, I'm ready. So if I'm on the go, if I'm caught short, I have some protein at hand that I can dip into, grab, I'm on the go. Perfect. Next one, fruit, easy, convenient, no stress, no cooking required, nice, handy. Again, you're just trying to see yourself through with these things. You're just trying to avoid making the poor decisions in the airport, at the services. That's what you're trying to do if you're someone who's on the go a lot. So again, cereal bars, Greek yogurt pots, again, they may be a little bit more ropey depending on how long you're traveling or out and about for. Obviously, they're dairy, so they need to be kept sort of refrigerated. Um, but jerky, beef jerky, pork jerky, all of these different things, these are kind of more Americanized, essentially, but I still really enjoy them. Jordan, I know you're a big fan of beef jerky, aren't you? Um, depends what type you get, but I, I, I actually really enjoy it. Um, I, I, I do. I don't know if any of you have tried it. Um, stick it. Let, let's let's have a message in the chat. Who's uh, who's tried beef jerky? <laughs> I, know J, I know James. James Wilson. He like he's a big fan as well. I think. Are they? <laughs> let's let's hear in the chat who's 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 a beef jerky fan. Uh, Vamsi, any protein bar recommendations? Yes, you are based in the states, Vamsi. So um, what I will do is I will send across a couple of different options. Um, they, they tend to be slightly different here. The Quest bars are really good in America, Vamsi. Um, what else? There are a few different brands. My Protein have some really good options. The Six Layer Bars, fantastic. Grenade Bars, I'm pretty sure you get them in the US. There's loads of different options. I actually sent a couple over to, to a client last week, so I'll, I'll look up a couple for you as well and send them across. Um, protein Bars, this is, just watch out for this. This is what you need to watch out for when it comes to protein bars. Watch out for protein flapjacks because they, they end up being like three, 400 calories. <laughs> what you need to look for is a protein bar. Now, a protein bar should be anywhere from 180 to 250 calories and should have at least 
18 to 25 grams of protein. I would say those are decent macronutrient targets. So that's that's things to keep an eye out for. Um, roughly 20-ish grams of protein, 20 to 25, and 200 to 250 calories. In that range, you're good to go. And they should probably have less than 10 grams of fat. Um, that's some, some rough ranges. Nuts, baked crisps, low-cal popcorns here again. Um, some really good options. Definitely a few jerky fans here on the <laughs> on the chat. Um, sounds good to me. Love meats, I need to try it. Chris, get involved, mate. You're obviously missing out. Um, so this is essentially what to do when you have no control. Because ultimately, there's going to be a time when you have zero control over your food choices and or your options. Um, you're just going to have to wing it. You're traveling. You're, you know, as I said, you may, you may be traveling for work, traveling for a holiday, whatever that is. Especially if you're someone who does this frequently, this becomes more and more important. So what you have to do when you look up, what do you have to do when you have no control? Number one, look up the menu beforehand, as I kind of mentioned. The websites as well often have nutrition info on them. So if you're eating at a chain, for example, it's very easy to get the information. Um, eating at McDonald's and Nando's, uh, any sort of high-level chain, very, very easy to get the info. And I'm going to show you some guides at the end that will make it even easier. Um, second part, read the, the nutrition labels. So often red highlighted fat and carbohydrates are on the packets. So if you're picking up salads, sandwiches, wraps, just take a minute to look at the packet. See if there is red on the label. It's generally an indication that it's a little high in something. Now, that does not necessarily mean it's going to, to, to throw you into fat storage mode and you know, you're going to sit at the end of the world and you're going to go off track. Ultimately, it's going to come down to calories in, calories out, regardless. So if you have room for a wrap and a salad and a sandwich and you, you know, you're, you're, you're fasted in the morning, then it's less of a worry. But again, just be careful when you are picking these up. I mean, for example, you can pick up um, you can pick up some pasta dishes um, out of you know an ASDA, a, a Walmart, or a Tesco, wherever you are, and they can be six to nine hundred calories, <laughs> and it's a, it's a pot this size. You know, it's nothing huge, and you're like, where the hell's all that coming from? But they're both they're loaded full of fats. So you need to be careful. It's more with pastas you need to watch. Salad sandwiches, wraps, for the most part, are okay. Caesar ones, for example, you need to, to usually watch because they tend to be a little higher in fat with the dressing. But again, it's not the end of the world. Keep it simple when you're eating out. Ground meat, some veg, rice potatoes, always a good option. You know, chicken fajitas, something like that. And a, a great, easy, simple option. Cajun, Cajun chicken and rice. You know, something, fish and rice, fish and potatoes. But, you know, keep it very simple and basic, just like you would a normal family dinner, for example. Think about what you would typically have as a family dinner. Try and keep it simple. Um, you don't need to, 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 to go to, to try and jump through hoops to be overly healthy. And again, most restaurants, America tend to be far better for this. So for the Americans on the call, you have it much better <laughs> in terms of your, your availability for restaurants and things. Um, in, the, in the reporting of nutrition, they will have like under 500 calorie options and things like that. So again, it's just about trying to, and I, I spoke to spoke to someone about this today. It's about trying to make better decisions most of the time. So when you're maybe caught or caught short or when you don't have control, you just need to try and make good decisions the majority of the time. 
and you'll stay on track. It's nothing to panic about. Um, one thing I would say is be careful of sauces when you're at a restaurant. A lot of them can be filled with sugar and fat. Tomato-based ones are better than creamy ones. For example, you go to an Italian, you get something like a bolognese, an arrabbiata versus a, a what's the what's the the creamy Italian sauce? James, you you asked for a recipe on it. <laughs> um, what's it called? Carbonara. Carbonara, yes. So you need you do need to watch for things like carbonara, etc. They can be a little heavier um, and, and filled with quite a lot of fat. And again, focus on protein. Steaks Andrew, always, just, yes. Andrew, just a quick one. If you get a proper carbonara from a traditional restaurant, it's made with egg and not cream. Is it? What, yeah, there you go. <laughs> there you go. Um, so again, ju just kind of watch out the for the for the heavier, thicker, creamier sauces, but with as James said there, um, I'm not too up to speed my Italian restaurants, James. You know, you're obviously putting me out my, my comfort zone here. <laughs> um, when it comes to eating out as well, focus on protein. You know, it's all it's, it's more expensive and for a good reason. <laughs> you know, you don't get cheap steaks. Well, you do, but um, for the most part, they're, they're generally expensive. It's going to be the most effective thing to get into your diet, meat, fish, eggs, etc. Um, load up in the veg stroke salad, drink water in arrival, and eat mindfully. Um, there's no space between these bullet points and this, this first letter, and it's really annoying me. <laughs> Sorry if you're seeing me doing this. Um, drink water on arrival. Again, this sounds small and inconsequential, but drink some water when you get to the restaurant. Get yourself hydrated before the meal. It'll stop you overindulging. Um, what to avoid? If you're looking to stay on track and not completely fall off, there's a few things to keep off note. Avoid frying deep food if you're aiming to stay on track. Simple. Everyone knows that. We don't often choose that, though. <laughs> Look for baked, grilled, wood-fired, steamed, etc. Keep an eye on nutrition labels for higher fat options. Again, that red marker tends to be a sign that something may have a little bit too much of fat, for example. Avoid purely fat and carbohydrate combinations. Pasta with sauces. Dessert options. These are purely carbohydrates and fat. That's all they are. <laughs> now, I am not saying you cut them out, but the goal here is if you want to stay on track, just be mindful and wary and remove them if you can. Fattier cuts of meat, so things like thighs, even ribeye steak can be quite fatty as well. Um, there are a few things you need to watch out for in terms of those fattier cuts of meat. Um, things like kebab <laughs> doesn't go too well. Um, and then ultimately as well here, the, the all or nothing mentality. This is something that I see so many people shoot themselves in the foot with, myself included in the past. You know, you're going away for a couple of days or you're traveling for a couple of days, your work's on, on for a couple of days, whatever it is. I'm just going all out. Don't care. I can't really stick to my diet 100%, so I'm just going to go 100% in the opposite direction. doesn't work that way. <laughs> like Fat loss doesn't happen in a vacuum. You don't get the two days free um, if, if you make an absolute ass of them. <laughs> so just try and adhere to, to, to the plan as best you can. 75 to 80% of the time you're traveling, you'll be good to go. Big picture. Again, eating out doesn't have to be avoided at all. I actually encourage it for everyone. So if you are traveling, eating out can fit into your schedule, no problem. Nobody's expecting you to be taking 20 meal prep cartons onto the plane <laughs> to go on a work trip. 
or to be prepping meals in your, your, your George Foreman in the Premier Inn if you're staying for work. That's not going to happen. So eating out, however, does not need to be picking it. Just taking a few of the small steps and making some adjustments can not only keep you on track, but keep you moving forward. And it comes down to priority. The time's taken, it comes down to priority ultimately at the time and the time and the, the steps taken beforehand. How time critical is your goal? What adjustments did you make that day? There is time to make it up. So ultimately, if you're working towards a, a, a target that is maybe four, six weeks away, for example, we had Pav recently doing his shoot. If he was traveling, which he, which he had been recently, I would be saying, Pav, keep it tight. Like we've got to do the fasting, think ahead of the menus. Like we've got to take the steps that are going to keep us on track. Ultimately, if you're not time critical, fine. Just do what you can, stay on track, make reasonable decisions, you'll be good to go. And again, I've told this story before. I went to Asia for a month. Didn't train once. This was, this was in March of 2019. Vietnam, Thailand, and Cambodia. Went to March, went to Thailand for a month. Didn't train once. Did not track a macro. <laughs> Drank almost every day. And I was fine. I come back, I got to work, spent a few weeks leaning out a little bit, undoing the damage that I'd done, and I was good to go again. Ultimately, it just comes down to you picking up that consistency again. It's where most people will fall off um, in terms of being unable to kind of pick up the momentum again. The reality is this has to be a lifestyle. It has to be enjoyable and challenging. Otherwise, what's the point? Traveling, working on the go, things will always be there. You just saying, oh, I've got this coming up. It's open season for me doing what I want. It's not going to serve your goals in any way in the long term. So you have to strike a balance. If this is something that's in your you know, routine consistently, you're traveling once a month, once every couple of weeks, you have to get a good system in place where you know what you need to do. Is it fasting in the morning? Is it fasting until you get through the gate? Is it then you pick up the subway, you know what you need to get? It's this meal, it's that meal. Maybe it's the McDonald's wrap. Like these things, these things sound small, but again, planning ahead, that's what's going to keep you in shape. You, you do a workout when you get there. I, I kind of covered how to stay on track as well, traveling a, 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 maybe a month or so ago, but then, then we touch more on workouts and things like that as well. Um, but, but ultimately, one slip's not going to define you. What adjustments can you make to your next plan over the next few days to counter it? If you, if you do go off track in your travel, extra steps, decrease calories, use the calories to fuel a workout, just stay consistent. Keep the big picture in mind and keep moving forward. If you stick on plan, stick with, stick with us and stay consistent, you'll achieve anything you want, ultimately. That's what it comes down to. So EMF resources. So I'm going to dive into these quickly before we get to the Q&A. So this is the members area for anyone who has not been on here yet. Shoot myself, Jordan, David, your assigned coach, a message to make sure you have the login because there is so much going on here right now um, and I'm adding so much in on a weekly basis. I am literally, let me see if I can, I will show you something that's in the works as well. I don't think anyone has seen this yet. Um, I haven't even showed the coaches yet. Um, I'll come back to this in a second. But all of our cheat sheets and guides here, supplements guide, goal setting, morning routines, increased productivity, how to stay in track while traveling, how to buy healthy food in the go, lots of these things. 
Again, snacking guides, cravings guides. I've actually got a couple to update in here for the cookbook. And this one here, this ties in with exactly what we've, we've just been through. Eating out guides for the UK. ZZ, Wild Bean Cafe, Toby Carvery, Subway, Strada, Prep, Pizza Express, Nando's, McDonald's, M&S Cafe, Leon, Krispy Kreme. Like, there's so many Gregs. Like, everything's here. Like, we invested a good bit of money to get these made up and to get these all professionally designed and sorted. Um, so come in here and make sure you are using them. Um, and let me see. Here's my YouTube new, new YouTube thumbnails as well. <laughs> if anyone's not subscribed to my YouTube channel, make sure and go and do it. <laughs> um, although you should see all your recipes going there. Um, let's see. So this is what is going to be coming. So these are all the AMF recipes. Each one is going to come with a recipe card. How can I zoom out a bit? So within the meal plan, each one will come with a recipe card linked under it. So you can print it off, have it in the house, stick it up in the wall, do whatever you want with it. Now, this is digital, obviously, um, and bang, you just click it and it takes you straight to the recipe. But ultimately, these will be like a cheat sheet. Say you're on the go, you want to print some off, bang, you have a very easy, good, quick recipe. You pin this up and you've got loads there. You can print out all your recipes for the week. Take them, you've got your shopping list, easy done. So we're putting this all together right now. Um, or well, I'm not <laughs> the graphic designer is for all of the, the AMF recipes on the program, literally everything. So this is something we're working on right now. How do you think, what do you think of that, John? Think it looks good? <laughs> Excellent, mate. Aye. Good that you can yeah. sort of print them off. It just means, I think what's good about that is if you, when we update the meal the meal plan link, um, obviously, if we've changed the links from the previous week, you can, you don't have that recipe anymore. But as if you if you just get the cards there, then you can go back and sort of mix and match through. Of all of the recipes, all of the recipes are on the members area at the bottom here. Um, sorry, they're not halfway down here. This is all of the recipes, and this is up to date. So these are literally up to date with every recipe and the descriptions and stuff here. But I will attach the recipe cards in here and on these videos as well. So that um, you can come in here and just bang download, view them at any time. These are all the options we have as well. Like there's literally dozens here. I think there's there's over 70, um, I'm sure, which I sent to, get, sent to get done. So again, make sure you're, you're in there using it. I know there's a million things to look at and a million things to take advantage of, um, but uh, that's a really good resource. Um, right, so anyone get any questions on anything specifically we covered in the call there? All good. Got a few people going to be trying some some um, some beef jerky for the first time, maybe. <laughs> looks like it. <laughs> hey, Andrew, real quick. Could you post the link that uh, you showed before? For the website yes absolutely Bamsi. let me so what i will do right now i'm going to put two links right into the chat right now in the zoom chat so the first one is going to be how to actually set up your, your account that first link there will be to set up the account the second link is where you log in once you have an account so it's two separate links first one just click into that set it up the second one save that somewhere handy and you're good to go. You can also, uh, guys, if you're not 
if you don't use that, on your sort of meal plan goal sheet on the front tab, in the FAQ tab, the yeah. very top box has a link to it as well. Yeah. Cool. Sorted. Um, Jordan, dive into Q&A. Yeah, a few questions uh, tonight. So the first one's um, for Rob Parvey. So I had a call with Rob earlier. We kind of touched on it. Um, but just in terms of low-calorie snacks that can potentially like get you through sort of some cravings. So I'd mentioned like the 10-calorie jelly pots, pretty good. Um, potentially some popcorn, something like that. Have you got any any others? Uh, the snacking guide. Uh, the, the, that was. Have you sent Rob across the snacking guide at all? I think. Have you have you got the snacking guide in your meal plan, um, Rob? I just need. To, I'll double check. I think you might have. If not, I'll send you a link. I've I, I've just sent a link to it just now there in the in the Zoom chat. That has literally dozens in it. Um, and this is this was this was me sitting down and thinking deeply about everything that I use. Um, so this is again another resource here. Um, there's loads of different options here. Mm-hmm. Um, I locale ones, the 10 cal jellies are good. I honestly just like making up like a nice protein shake with skimmed milk. I blend it with ice. Halo top is incredible. Um, the locale popcorn snacker jacks are really good. I like the chocolate chip ones of these. Um, rice cakes, peanut butter. The fiber one cereal bars, the ones that are actually pictured here are excellent. Um, they're like 90 calories each. I can eat like five <laughs> in one go and totally defeat the purpose of even having <laughs> the, 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 the low-cal snacks. Dark chocolate's pretty good. Um, again, oatmeal as well. One thing that I have done in the past, I it depends, it depends if what kind of person you are. I make up oats. And then I stir in cocoa powder and sweetener. Sounds sounds a little weird. <laughs> I know that. But making up some porridge oats and stirring in uh, cocoa powder and sweetener honestly turns it into a chocolate dessert. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. Or, 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 pro- or your protein powder. Just mix that in as well sometimes. That's, like, that's so good. If, if you do it with just the cocoa powder and the sweetener, you get a much chocolatier flavour. Uh, <laughs> the protein powder can takes it away. You can also do the same with the Greek yogurt. If you get like a vanilla or a, a, a sort of kind of plainer Greek yogurt one that's not like a you know a lemon or a strawberry or something, and stir it in again, fantastic, really really good. <laughs> one of my favourites. Um, yeah, definitely up there. Andrew, just a quick tip as well. Yes. Um, if you want to try it on you, you know when you you're saying you're doing your, with your yogurt yes. and mixing it all in. If you whip that up and then stick it in the freezer for a couple of hours, ice cream it turns it into ice cream. Yeah, I used to do that. I used to, I used to, I used to freeze. What I would do was, I would make up the yogurt and the protein in batch, and I would just stick them in the freezer, and I would take them to my my night shift <laughs> and up to BAE. And by the time my break came, it was like an hour and a half into the shift, it would just be the right consistency yeah. <laughs> from being a solid block. <laughs> yeah, I haven't done that in a very long time, James. That's a good reminder. Um, unfortunately, I don't have the calories for that just now. Yeah. <laughs> no. And uh, to be honest with you, Morrison's do um, a high-protein, low-calorie ice cream. Really? Exactly the same flavours as Halo Top. Yeah. 
but it's, it's not, half the price. But it's <laughs> not. You don't need to take out a bank loan for it. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, you get it for two fifty instead of a five. I, I refuse to pay five pounds for Halo. I only buy it when it's on offer. I'm the same. <laughs> I only buy it when it's three pounds. Yeah. <laughs> Never ever buy it when it's a fiver. I no, don't, if you, if you, I've just got a stance against it. <laughs> Sorry, Pav, you're going to There is it? one in Aldi as well, and Lidl as well, uh, yeah. the high protein uh, ice cream, yeah. and it, it, they, they have promotion like pound something. So Yeah, I think Lidl do a um, like an espresso caramel and a chopped mint. Nice. Sounds good. I like, it. I like the cheap the peanut butter one from Halo Top. That's my favourite. <laughs> Definitely. Um, any other questions, John? Um, so I had two more. So Ramon had asked if you're on a certain exercise and you've got the you you're lifting the full, like you're at the bottom plate on the whatever the exercise is, you can't go any higher. Would you just add reps? Yeah. Or do rest pause. Yeah. So rest pause training is essentially, I mean, I would I, I would argue that the form maybe he's tightened up. <laughs> um, I, I don't know what exercise it is to be honest. It's just uh, it's, very, it's very real. You you use a full stack very efficiently. Um, but what I would say is slow down the form. Maybe go a slow negative. Pause for a second on the contraction, and if if it really is a case of the weights a little too light using a rest pause set um is really really beneficial so this is where you literally do a set rest 10 15 seconds go again rest 10 15 seconds go again essentially you're cramming a lot of volume into a short space of time and you the research actually shows it's just as beneficial as doing three sets um so it's, it's to be used sparingly but because it's an intensity technique but definitely beneficial Yep. And then the final one, um, Colin had asked, cardio advice for someone with an Achilles injury? Um, in terms of, obviously, I don't think he can run, but yeah. what, what else would you advise? It would, it would have to be non-impact. So it yeah. would have to be either cross-trainer or bike. Um, yeah. Depending on depending on how severe and, again, how discomforting it is, I would say try and get the steps up as well. But if that, again, is, is too much of a discomfort, it would have to be something non-impact um, that would have to be either the bike or the cross trainer. Um, stepper, I think, would be very difficult. Um, yeah. Rower would be a good would be a good, a good method to incorporate more of the upper body. Um, but overall, cardio would probably lean towards the bike the cross trainer. The cross trainer would probably be my number one go-to. I like the cross trainer, but I can't do it because I've got a long-standing back injury and it really flares it up. Um, but the, the cross trainer is a fantastic method of cardio. No impact, takes in the full body. You can. It's very easy to do and efficient to do unless you've got a back injury. <laughs> um, so yeah, those are those are what I would I would go down the route of, or ultimately steps. Um, Steps is the, the cure-all. <laughs> but again, it, it comes down to time then as well. You know, it, steps isn't the most time-efficient thing, um, but very, very good. Yeah, no, I'd agree with that, definitely. Um, but that was... That was all Chris, Chris has actually thrown a good one in there as well. Swimming for cardio, yes. Yeah. 100%. Again, if it was an Achilles injury, you would have to watch that the kicks 
the, the kick stroke wasn't putting extra strain on it. But swimming for cardio is fantastic. Um, great full body exercise, 100%. Burns a hell of a lot of calories um, if you're doing some, some relatively intense swimming. Um, again, cardio methods... Cardio method is just finding something you like. <laughs> and, uh, well, I use the term like loosely because I don't know many people who truly love cardio. Um, I enjoy going a run when it's nice, even sometimes it's raining. I do enjoy those. So finding the cardio method that you can tolerate, that's, that's ultimately it comes down to. Um, there are going to be more and, and more efficient ways and less efficient ways. Like, for example, bike's probably one of the lesser efficient ways swimming more but it's not huge swings it's not like 100 percent difference 50 percent difference it's 10 15 percent and in the grand scheme if you factor in non-exercise activity your workouts nutrition everything else your bmr all of those things just find one that works just find one that you can stick to that you can tolerate as i said and you can do consistently that's it I think a sport as well is a really good one in terms of if you play fireside or a badminton or something like that. It's like you're playing a game and you're not realising that you're actually sometimes just going straight onto like a machine for a second period yeah. of time can be seem boring at times. So yeah, if you if you play any sort of sport or something, that can be helpful as well. Yeah, one hundred percent. The easiest, easiest, and best way to do it <laughs> by by a mile. Love yeah. a game of squash. Love a game of badminton. Love a game of football. football. Um, if you can build more of those into your week, go for it. Like I would even say, trying to get um, something, trying to to, to 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 at least incorporate one to two of those a week, which should be something everyone's doing for as well. You know, it's great exercise, social, great way to to incorporate some cardio. Um, injury those could those arm bikes work for the Achilles? Certainly could, Chris. Um, although if it's a shorter term injury it would probably be a big investment to deal with a short-term injury. And I don't know how much I would be able to put up with doing that. <laughs> um, so certainly something in the short term, but may not be worth the investment. Um, but yeah, plenty of ways to work it out. Um, anyone get any other questions before we wrap it up? All good? Happy? Good. Everyone ready to finish the week strong? Let's hope so. <laughs> it's still good weather here in Scotland somehow. Um, definitely an Indian summer we're getting at the moment, <laughs> but no yeah. Um, Just remember, final thoughts, check in today, please, for us if you can. If anyone needs anything from me, Jordan, David, please, by all means, let us know. And next week's call is going to be a bit of a special. So I'm going to be covering six-pack abs nutrition, exactly what you need to eat, when, how much to get a six-pack. So see you all next week for those who are interested. And have a good weekend. Thank you very much for showing up tonight. Highly appreciated. Hope you took something from it, folks. Cheers, guys. Cheers. Cheers. Bye. You've been listening to Fitness for 9 to Fivers with Andrew Marsham. You're a grown-ass human being. You have a job, maybe two, kids, errands, bills, a wife, friends, and while the excuse list gets bigger, so does your waist. That's where Andrew comes in. Until next time, find Andrew on Facebook at andrew.marsham.737 and on Instagram at andrewmarsham underscore fitness. To reach out to Andrew, send an email at amfit1993 at gmail.com. We'll see you next time. <laughs>